And we're back. Episode three. We made it this far. The trilogy of joy. <laughs> Do you think this is going to be our Empire Strikes Back? Uh, who knows? Or it could be our... Um, I couldn't think of a shit. Revenge final. of the Sith. Well, that's all I... Anyway, right. It was the best one of that trilogy, so I don't know if it really counts. It's not saying much. So we're either going for Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Re- Sith. Or Return of the King. Let's aim for Return of the King. Expect Revenge of the Sith and hope for Empire Strikes Back. So have you got anything? Right. Let's get to it, Ed. There's a zoo... A zoo... In China... Which is showcasing inflatable penguins... And a single tortoise. <laughs> right. That's basically the headline. To expand, yeah. a zoo recently opened up in China, in Yulin City, okay. okay, and it put out an advertisement saying it had a penguin invasion. Now, the people of Yulin were delighted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They are normally in the news for their annual dog meat festival. <laughs> Is that you, Lynn? Yeah. Really? How? Apparently where it's happening. So the same city which is having this dog meat festival, they thought, here we go. There's a penguin invasion. The punters rushed to the zoo <laughs> in their hordes. <laughs> How many is hordes? V- at least seven. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah. Vast beyond imagining. Everything's inflatable. The penguins of this penguin invasion... Okay, an ostrich, a peacock, a crocodile, et al. <laughs> so the whole so they advertise it as a penguin invasion, but the whole zoo is inflatable. Right, but they didn't advertise it as an inflatable penguin invasion. So people thought, well, the penguins will be inflatable. You know, oh, people were expecting real penguins. Pe- people were expecting a zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not a menagerie of inflated wildlife. Okay. Is, it, is, is the Yulin Zoo a popular zoo? Um, sure. Okay. I mean... No, I'll, buy, I'll buy it. Yeah, why yeah. not? I, mean, I don't know what zoos are like. In, in a city where they eat... Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So people, people flocked to the zoo to look at these. Everything's inflatable. Except, quotes, the longevity tortoise. (laughs) (laughs) Which supposedly invites luck. This tortoise was placed in a clear fish tank where people could throw dollar bills (laughs) and coins to the longevity tortoise. I can imagine, like... Okay, so... The throwing coins in, I kind of get. They had the, um, this uh, Chinese restaurant we used to go to in Swansea had, had a, um, like, a pond. Yeah, like an indoor pond. And yeah, people, like, put coins right, into it. Yeah, it's a coin. It's a know? very sort of... Dollar bills. Mystically Chinesey, good lucky, chuck it in the little water fountain. There's, like, yeah. a... Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And, but dollar bills is a bit far. right. Exactly. But also, uh, like, it wouldn't have been underwater. 
Because it's a tortoise. Oh, yeah. So it's just a tortoise in a fish tank with no water. And people just chuck in their spare, change it. It sounds very <laughs> strip club. I heard... Yeah, it does. I heard fish tank and imagined water, but... No, yeah, yeah that's cool. But what I get is... Tortoise stripping. Right. Like, yeah, like also, because when it is like a good luck well kind of thing, it's always change. You know, like yeah. it's just, that's... It's change. That's the collection. That's... The, yeah, yeah. No one's throwing fibres down there. The only place... Not the only place, but dollar bills. That's strip club It's a strip fair. club. Yeah. It's a strip club fair. It's <laughs> If you're looking for a tortoise to strip, you're in for a horror show. <laughs> I've, do you know what? I don't think I've ever seen a... I think I've seen a tortoise kind of up close, but I've never seen the underside of a tortoise mm. up in real life. Mm. Um, I don't know what I imagine it to be like. I've seen them in cartoons. Maybe mm. I've seen them on TV, but yeah. You don't get like genitals on the bottom of a tortoise, right? You get like a little plate. <laughs> <laughs> Under the shell and then just gently, <laughs> softly hanging. Yeah, yeah. Like I imagine an armadillo. Right. I don't know what their arrangement is either. Well, they've definitely got soft underbellies. Well, they've got soft underbellies, but I don't know if, if they're, they're swinging free or if it's evolved to be internal. Not where I thought this was going. I've got a few. I've got one or two final things uh, about this just to to throw in. Um, so this isn't the same zoo. So so this zoo, the good people of China have lost their mind, and they're they're all you know going. This is the most ridiculous thing ever. It was advertised as having rare wild animals, and these people are paying what I imagine could well be top dollar. <laughs> Oh, Only man. to then go in and everything's inflated, except of course the people's champion, <laughs> the longevity tortoise. The longevity tortoise, right? Is that his name as well? I hope so. I, I don't know. On. I'll just. Yeah. I don't know, but it's it's definitely it's quoted. So it is whether it's the tortoise's given name, I don't know. But it's the title that he's been, the mantle he's it's, been. It's Monica. Yeah, exactly. No, but the other thing. Is, and this is actually a different zoo in China, but it's thrown in as a footnote at the bottom of the uh, article. But I feel a very important footnote is in 2013 in Henan, could be near Yulin. Yeah. Who knows? Is it Henan? No, because that's He Man's Nan. Yeah, keep going. I stand corrected. <laughs> your, your wonderful grasp of geography. Yeah. So in Henan, um, uh, they exhibited an African lion. Now, this African lion turned out to be a Tibetan mastiff, famously a dog. And it was only revealed when it barked. <laughs> Dogs bark quite a lot. They do. But I like this... to think that it was revealed within moments. Well, this is what I was just wondering, right? Because it just says an African lion in a zoo in Henan was revealed to be a Tibetan Mastiff when it barked. Now, is that revealed to the public, as in the zoo thought, let's just, let's shave this dog a bit, let's get it in there. Wheel it out. Wheel it out, put a sign up, throw a couple of gazelles around, whatever, and the public were loving it until it barked and they thought, hold on a second, that's no African lion. That's the immistakable bark of a Tibetan Mastiff. They would know as well. Exactly. Or was it revealed to the zoo? As in, they got... I don't know how... Well, you lions... think maybe they bought a lion? Well, I don't, I don't know how it arrived. Does it arrive in a crate? 
And then before they've even opened the crate, they hear a bark, and the guy with the crowbar about to open it's like, oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> How regular. Oh, again. Uh, that's an interesting point, though. I never really thought about how they get animals like that to zoos in... Like, I've seen Madagascar, so I know what an animated Disney film can teach you about transporting animals cross-continent. Mm. Dreamworks, but carry on. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, 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 I barely remember the film. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how they do it in real life? No, yeah, they... Big they, boxes? They move them in... I mean, not like... Postal service big boxes. They're, you know, like proper crates and Jurassic stuff. Jurassic Park type shit. And I think it depends as well on the animal in question. Like, I don't think they would put a giraffe in a box. I've got absolutely nothing to back that <laughs> statement off. I'm only thinking about how big boxes go. Yeah, but no doubt <laughs> they have giraffes in Chinese zoos. Yeah. Inflatable or otherwise. I guess you can drive from from Africa to China, so... You could. You could. It's a fucking long drive. They might ship them. But also, to put a giraffe on a plane, I don't know if it'd... And like an elephant? Would you put an elephant? I imagine an elephant would just fuck your box up. Yeah. And just walk oh, out yeah. of the box. Yeah. You know, there's no two ways about it. You need, you need a box that is so strong, it's illegal. Yeah, no boxes are that strong. No. It, it goes against the 1852 convention on boxes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, suddenly you're using, suddenly you're, you're using metal shipping containers. Right, and that's not a box, that's a that's shipping not a container. Box, and that's basically a prison for an elephant. Yeah, and we're not about that. No, we're not about that. We're, we're, we're good people. Maybe that's why everything was inflatable. Because the zoo thought, oh, we're going to get all these animals. Then they realised that they couldn't yeah. get the boxes... And they thought, you know, they're moments from opening and they think... <laughs> <laughs> you think it's some sort of fast, <laughs> last minute hapdash attempt at throwing together like, damn it, all the things because we got the boxes wrong, oh, what are we going to do? Some young boy inherited $10 million do- and decided to open a zoo. Yeah. And yet somewhere along the way, his lack of zoo experience really mm. bit him in the arse and he ordered metal shipping containers and not fit for purpose. And they were like, we can't use these, these aren't boxes. So then it was like, quick, go down to the local inflatable shop yeah, and just buy up their stock. And like I was going to say, it's a humanitarian effort on his behalf then, but plastic. That's why they only had a tortoise, because that animal comes in a box. Mm. Way. Are longevity tortoises native to China? Big question. It is a big question. It is a big question. Uh, there are tortoises there. And, you know, there's Master Uguay. Yeah. Who taught Jack know, Black yeah. Kung Fu. Right, uh, I see. Yeah. I see. Dreamworks. Oh, yep. Yeah. Again. Uh, he he was certainly a longevity tortoise. Um, How disappointed would you be if you turned up at London Zoo and... All of the animals are inflatable except for a pit bull. Pretty disappointed if it's a pit bull. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a disappointing animal, but I think that's too disappointing. So the thing is, right, in zoos there are animals which don't get enough love. 
But what I mean is, you know, like everyone goes and they're like, oh, let's see the elephant, oh, let's see the gorilla, oh, let's see mm. the blah, blah, blah. All these big show-stopping A-listers. They've Arrogant got, animals. They've got PR teams, <laughs> they've got excellent marketing departments, and it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, yeah. tiger. Okay? I mean, when the tiger's got the Kellogg's deal, that was a huge day. <laughs> it, was, it was a huge day for tigers. It was a, when they tied that down, huge day. Similar when, you know, Cocoa Pops, big day for monkeys. Yeah. You know? But I think if you wanted to drive traffic towards your, you know, African land snail exhibit or your bearded pigs exhibit mm-hmm. or your, you know, whatever, okay? <laughs> Replace everything else with inflatables except that animal yeah. and the traffic for that animal is going through the roof because if everyone rocked up to London Zoo and everything was inflatable except their tree slug their crayfish or whatever everyone's seeing the crayfish (laughs) yeah that's true that's true everyone wants to get their money's worth but wait does that mean that the guy had a longevity tortoise and he was like maybe he had a longevity tortoise um, viewing station right and he just wasn't getting the traffic. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was like his, his little street performing tortoise. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not getting enough, you know, dollar bills coming in off my longevity tortoise. How do I up traffic? I know. Step one, buy a zoo. Yeah. Step two, inflatable animals. Mm-hmm. Step three, marketing campaign to make people think they're seeing, as quoted, rare wild <laughs> animals. <laughs> Step four, uh, everyone shows up to the zoo. Step five, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step six, longevity tortoise profit. Yeah. Right? And, you know... It's working out for him. He's got an an article in, what's this? The Straits Times, all the way from Singapore. Singapore. So, I mean, he's an international star. I mean, he has got several, several... Dollar bills and coins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus whatever people paid to get in. Right. It doesn't... They did pay. We've got uh, a Chinese Twitter user who has said, My friends happily bought three tickets to the new zoo and thought they could go and see some animals. But who knew when they went in? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so ominous. Right. That is also the beginning of... A lot of uh, amateur horror stories. That, that you can go anywhere with that. Who knew when they went in... They would be eaten by... Platypus. Who knew that when they went in, they would be smacked in the face by... Armadillos. Who knew that when they went in, they'd have an orgy with... Flamingos and a lone goose. I mean, it works for literally everything. The, 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 yeah, it's limitless opportunities here. Yeah. Now, I've got a, a question. Mm-hmm. Would you go to a zoo if everything was inflatable, but it was all mythical animals? Ooh. Like, would you pay to see inflatable centaurs, inflatable dragons, inflatable unicorns, inflatable... I really want to say yes, but probably not. No? Where is it? How far from my house is it? Um, commutable distance. I mean, uh, yeah. If it's if it's in if it's in like if we're talking like thirty minutes away and it's not expensive, I would go. Why not? Does it have a good bar? Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd need a good... If, if all your stocking is inflatable animals, your bar better be stocked. Yeah. Probably not. Why are you going? Is it your... Well, I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel that could go one or two ways, right? You're either doing it as, like, a kind of art installation thing. In which case, I'm definitely not going. Yeah, but... Like, you know where, like, at sort of... Maybe Christmassy kind of thing, and it'll be like mm. a park, and it'll be like a walk through the woods, and there'll be, like, candle lit and lit up stuff. Like, I do think if you did that mm-hmm. but didn't tell people there would be inflatable centaurs. Yeah. And it's all these people like, ooh, lovely art installation. They turn a corner and there's a herd, a flock. I don't know how I we... I think a herd of centaurs. A herd of centaurs? Yeah, I mean, they're horsemen. Horsemen. What do you call a herd of men? I don't know. I was... A crowd? A crowd? A crud of centaurs. A group. Yeah, a group of centaurs. And there's a group of centaurs. Yeah. I think that had, I think that had really rustle some feathers. Yeah. I, okay. Like had... a group of, I, I guess to to get me into this, let's say there's a large amount of each one. Oh so yeah, I'm yeah. Always yeah. down to see a large amount of almost anything. Right. You know, yeah. Just put a shitload of something into a room, mm. and I'm gonna. You, you're you're gonna... the same, right? If you've got the opportunity to see. It's why the terracotta army is so interesting, right? One terracotta dude. (laughs) Take it or leave it. False flat. But a whole army of terracotta dudes. I am there. You're actually suddenly onto a huge point. Yeah. Right, because... I mean, not yet. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I said that and then immediately lost my train of thought. But I'm trying to think of other things. Like I was about to say, it's the same with the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely not the same with the Eiffel no, Tower. No, but it is kind of, because yeah, I have seen said... the Eiffel Tower, great. Am I desperate to go back? No. Yeah. Well, the thing is, let's break the Eiffel Tower down. If you said to someone, do you want to go to Paris and see a rivet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not interested. I can see rivets all day, right? If you said to someone, hold up, what if we got an army of rivets? <laughs> yeah. We got rivets hanging from the rafters. Yeah. Again, same theory. Do you want to go to Cairo and see a really big brick? No. No one's seen that. You want to go to Cairo and see an army of bricks assembled into pyramids? Now I'm thinking about how pathetic the British are. Because here it's like, do you want to see a big stone? No. Do you want to see like 20 big stones piled up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Biggest tourist <laughs> destination of 1963. Yeah. Hold on. Those stones are in a circle. Whew! That's true. Whew! That's insane. Damn. And sometimes they sort of line up with the stars, but no one can really tell because, you know, who looks at the stars from stones anymore? We've... Hang on. But let's... Because if we bring this all the way round... Back to the animal thing. Mm-hmm. It works the complete opposite way with animals. Because if you t- say to someone, do you want to go see a thousand pigeons? No. Do you want to go see one panda? Yes. That's true. But I think that's about the kind of animals they are. Because I would actually go and see a million pigeons. Oh, you said thousand. I would still see a thousand pigeons. That's going to be an impressive sight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah but like eight pigeons shitting. No yeah. time. No I know. But eight pandas shitting all day. So All eight, week. So eight pandas is equal to a million pigeons. Yeah, I guess they're so rare here. Well, they're definitely rare in London. 
Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Pandas many, are rare here. How many pandas do you reckon there are in London? I'm going to open with zero. Does London Zoo not have pandas? No. There's got to be one. What do you think? Can you imagine? Just one panda. I bet there's some billionaire dude somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it can't be an inflatable panda. There must be, there must be like one panda. Just knocking about rogue. <laughs> Just somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Down an alley. Falling, falling off trees and... That would be surprising if I was walking down the street and a panda fell out a tree in front of me. That would really... Whatever I've got planned for that day, Karen, clear my afternoon schedule. (laughs) I need to consider this. (laughs) I wouldn't do anything exactly. I would need the day to consider it. I'd just have to set up shop and just reflect... They have a panda in Edinburgh Zoo, don't they? Or yeah, there are two up there, I think. Yeah. How did Edinburgh get the pandas? So I actually think there is a thing to do with, like, China wanted to buy all of their salmon, and they went, you can have all of the salmon if we have some pandas. It seems like China have done awfully well out of that trade deal. It really does. I mean, China strong-armed the world when they, like, never mind Trump going on about trade deals, Great Wall, Terracotta Army, when China realised they could privatise their pandas. <laughs> because for a zoo to have pandas, they have to pay China a million dollars a year. What? Every panda in the world is owned by China. China privatised their pandas, basically. Every panda in the world is owned by China. If you're a zoo and you want pandas, you have to pay, you have to lease them from China. And if your pandas breed and have a baby panda, China owns that. Right. Okay, so now my head is swimming with conspiracy theories. Right. Do China sterilise pandas before sending them to other zoos? I don't know, but that would be huge. Big if true. We've just blown this case wide open. Yeah, because why else would it be so hard for animals to breed? It makes no sense. Pandas are also shit. But yeah, yeah, I mean, they are crap animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As amazing as, and great as they look, they are evolutionarily turd. Yeah, they beat every other animal because they evolved to look like a graphic design. <laughs> Do you think animals throughout the ages have been like, great painting, Terry? Great yeah. painting. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> looking at each other? Yeah. Yeah, 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 why not? I had a book when I was a kid about, like, how the zebra got its stripes. Yeah, boy. Did you have that as well? Yeah. Yeah, and he was, like, late to the meet-up. So to bring everyone... list, So it was, like, all the animals in Africa or wherever were plain. And then for whatever reason, there was some, like, jumble sale or something yeah. where they got to go and get all their costumes. So the leopard got a spotty costume, etc., etc. But then the zebra, who was, like, the lazy, fat animal, spent all day, because all the other animals were off getting their clothes, he ate all of the food, got fat, showed up late, and he was white, and then there was only, like, a black stocking left. Yeah. And he put it on, and it ripped all around ripped him. Open. Yeah. And that's how the zebra got his stripes. Yeah. I mean, I never really thought of zebras as... Now I realise that for my whole childhood, I kind of thought of zebras as lazy animals. Mm. I kind of feel like I... Zebras don't strike me now as um, lazy at all. They're just like horses, right? Yeah. They're definitely frolic. They're kind of portly, I guess, like a pony. They are. They've got a good a good little tum-tum on them. Zebra tum. Mm. Oh. Zebra tum. We went far from the beaten track. We did. 
But I think we answered a lot of important questions. I'm not entirely sure there were people asking those questions. I don't think anyone asked the question. Someone, someone at this zoo asked at least one of these questions. So I think we can safely say throughout all of history, someone has asked a question. <clears throat> yeah. And we've answered a question. Yeah. Now, whether what we've answered is the question that was asked, that's debatable. Almost impossible. Yeah. But, you know, we live and we learn. We do. We're never going to outlive the longevity tortoise, though. And that's the cheesiest finish there is. guys um thanks everyone for listening just before we go on to the next article i just wanted to let you all know that we've got a facebook page um we're working on a couple other social media things but if you like what you're hearing and you want to maybe um see the articles we're talking about we're posting them on that and if you just go to missed information on facebook you can find everything there you can find out when the episodes go up and yeah it's a it's a good old page subscribe now thanks ed I've got something filthy for you today. Filthy? Yeah, up until now, I feel like we've gone with quite... I mean, not not X-rated, right? Right, yeah. So, okay. I mean, we started with pig necrophilia, but carry on. Yeah, but I mean, who doesn't start with pig necrophilia? Exactly. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> no, this is... Uh, this is... This is a story... Uh, actually, pig necrophilia isn't far off. Interesting. We've kind of continued down the route of animal uh, sex. Right. Let's just say, call it what it is. I'll, I'll read the headline and I'll let you, you know, take stock. Mm-hmm. Scuba diver is hospitalised after he tried having sex with a giant clam. Huge. Big if true. Is my initial... Well, it is true. It is big. It's giant. It's a giant clam. Like, on the first reading, it could, you know, it could be misconstrued. He could have just tried having sex with a regular giant woman. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. I thought you meant the whole woman was referred to. Right, okay, carry on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's been hospitalised at Cow Hospital on the island of Hawaii after he inserted his penis into a giant clam while recreational diving. Bold. Yeah, really bold. What on earth? How many times have you been swimming and thought, I need to get my dick away? Yeah. I mean, maybe a lot of times. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, not a lot. Just, no. <laughs> just uh, put a pin in that straight away before we... Now, the guy was called Sean. He was 22. Not but a lad. A young... Yeah, a young buck. Um, I, I, at some, a part of me thinks that he probably won't be trying this again. Uh, Sean was taken to hospital after suffering from severe breathing complications, vomiting, extreme swelling, and low blood pressure. <laughs> the whole the whole suite of post-coital. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but... I mean, firstly, let's just throw it out there. I'm thinking neither of us would have sex with a clam. No. Right? But what... I'm glad. I'm what glad. one thing would make you even less likely to have sex with a clam? Razor blades. What two things <laughs> would make you even less likely to have sex with a clam? Giant clam? Seafood allergy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Doctors think that physical contact with the giant mollusk may have caused, uh, may have triggered his allergy to seafood and exposed him to high levels of arsenic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he picked the wrong, the wrong clam. The wrong animal. I mean, that too. I don't think there's a right animal, but... Mm, No. Yeah. No. Have you ever been scuba diving? I have been scuba diving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been scuba diving... So, I've been scuba diving multiple times, but I've, like, done it on holiday twice, if you get me. So, I've done it once in France, but that was on some... To be honest, when I did it, thinking back, I don't entirely know if that's, like legal or whatever because I think you have to be qualified to like do it yeah pretty sure you do yeah and they were just like we're going to give you all the scuba gear and then go down with you and I was like oh okay but like in France where it's not like you're going among coral reefs and I'm guessing you weren't going particularly deep no yeah it was sort of just on the yeah bottom of like a bay there was some seaweed forest and you kind of went through and saw some sexy clams saw some sexy sexy clams sexy sexy place yeah. Others, yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, there's there's many reasons he might have done it. Maybe you know, maybe Sean is a I don't know what you call people who are attracted to clams. There's probably a word. I don't know how many people are attracted to clams, but at least one. Yeah. No. I, the thing is, I, I wish I could say that he that he and the clam were meant to be, but. Uh, he said that he inserted his penis inside the clam as a prank to impress his friends. Were they impressed? Do we know? You know what? I don't know. It was a joke at first. Sorry, quoting Sean. Ah. It was a joke at first. My friend was filming, so I wanted to impress him and put my dick into the clam. (laughs) But then it just wouldn't let go. Oh, God. I mean... Vice like grip. <laughs> I fail to see where the prank comes into this. Right. Yeah, like if I was going to prank you, the last thing I do is put my dick into something. Yeah, but not even that. It's like if I, like a prank is normally done on the thing you're pranking. Like yeah. whether, whether it involves your dick or not, Ed, if you're <laughs> pranking me, it's happening to me. Yeah. Like the dick is secondary. Okay, but if I, yeah, it's like I go out and punch a dog and I'm like, ha, Ed, prank. No, equally, do you think he was expecting the kind of, I don't know what, but, you know, to go at the clam. Oh, it's only a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. Yeah, choo-choo. Get on the prank train. Bro job, bro job. Bro, Bro job. Yeah, I don't know. That's a classic internet prank. Classic. Yeah, I don't know, because if, if he'd, if he'd uh, pretended to put his penis in the clam, you know, like if he'd taken a fake penis with him, hmm. like whip that out hmm. and put it inside the hmm. clam, then I can. Then it's a prank. Right, exactly, because it shuts and he goes, Ah, oh, now my dick's in the clam, oh, my dick's in the clam. And the friend's like, Oh my God, your dick's in the clam, your dick's all down the water, so And then he goes, Ah... Oh, just kidding. Dick's not in a clam. That's a prank on the friend. As it is. That is, yeah. As it stands, he just put his dick in a clam. Yeah. What do you think it would feel like inside the clam? Mm. Right. So, 
I imagine there's two parts to this. I imagine there's the... I'm going to call it the clammy body. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm going to go with as being soft. I'm just going to leave that soft. But then there's the clam shutting. Mm. And that's the exact... That's the moment where Sean realised he fucked up. Yeah. Right. L- luckily, we don't have to speculate. No. Because Sean told us what it felt like. It didn't hurt or anything. It felt warm and cosy inside the clam, but I was afraid my oxygen reserves were getting low. <laughs> that was his... Well, I was going to say that was his fear, as if it was an irrational fear. However, if you are stuck underwater, that is a very, very rational fear. That is a rational fear, but like... <laughs> for that to be at the front... Well, I guess that's at the front of your mind whenever you're underwater. Sean. The forefront of Sean's mind when he's underwater is I need to find a clam today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sean was, uh, he was still on a hangover from the day before. Classic. Um, yeah. They, they call it a hangover in the article. Uh, but he had consumed GHB in ecstasy, which impaired his judgment at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a small amount. I felt his judgment was impaired before I knew there were substances involved, but here yeah. we go. I don't know whether it makes more sense now. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely makes more sense. Nothing makes less. Nothing stupid makes less sense with drugs are involved. But yeah, right. I get. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that he said it didn't hurt or anything—that's really—that's holding me up a little bit. What are you? Are you looking to follow Sean's? <laughs> no, 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 but well, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I just think I don't know how. Was it cold water? Because a clam clamping shut on your genitals so I think they do actually have a a, a soft edge to because the, there's like the hard shelly bit which they mm. have you know in the museums and stuff but then the clam animal I think has a soft edge to the edge of like the shell like a tiny little lip where you could yeah I wanted to try and fit av- a man's penis I was trying to avoid using the word lip uh, when describing a giant clam being used as some kind of sexual substitute. But yeah, a lip, right? It's got a clam lip. <laughs> a soft clam lip. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I just was convinced that because he got arsenic poisoning and I guess I guess they were just the enzymes would kick it all off the seafood poisoning, but um, I mean the real like all of Sean's decisions aside, I can loosely put into not accept, I can be like, okay whatever lads 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 put your dick in a clam yeah it's the seafood allergy (laughs) that's the bit where I'm like Sean you're a moron (laughs) yeah (laughs) the thing is people who are allergic to seafood can they scuba dive big question oh you mean if if your allergy is so extreme can you even or are you How saying, low does the threshold of extremity have to be before uh, scuba diving is a danger to you as a person more than it just the risk of not being able to breathe? Well, no, I was wondering if you meant can they scuba dive in that is there a, a allergy limit or can they scuba dive as in should we let such subhuman examples <laughs> view the sea world? It was going to be a two-part question. I see. Part one, what, part one tackles the limits. Part two then... Whether the they should. You know, the is it ethical to allow them to? Yeah. Is it ethical to stop them for their own safety? I mean, if you're allergic to, like, 
Is it fair letting someone see and enter a world they can never touch? Or more importantly, <laughs> eat, right? Like, if you were allergic to chocolate, yeah. would Willy Wonka even let you have a golden ticket? Well, you know I mean, what I mean? It's like, not you that, could not buy that he, it, but he wouldn't let you in. Well, he would. He's a, he's a megalomaniac. He's a fun-loving guy. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. look at all of this joyous world, yeah. and thou can eat none of it. Yeah. <laughs> like being vegan, right? I mean, Essentially, yeah. all of it. It's, it's a Except vegan going animals. to the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, surely, surely, um, fish pee, yeah? Famously. If you're allergic to fish, are you allergic to fish pee? Which means that you're basically just swimming in death juice. I, I've actually never met anyone who's really allergic to seafood and that I can recall has told me they've been scuba diving. That's a hell of a Venn diagram. Yeah. People I know who are allergic to seafood. It's actually quite a small circle. I don't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, but I'm sure I know there's a some. bunch of people who have been scuba diving. None of them allergic to seafood. There it is. As far as I know. Hmm. Yeah. Have you been scuba diving? Uh, not a once. I've been like with the snorkel. You know? Yeah. That's not scuba diving. No. I've been snorkeling. Yeah. I've been baby scuba diving. Baby scuba diving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Thoughts on baby scuba diving? Uh, did you enjoy it? Not memorable. Not memorable. Where did you do it? France as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, once, like in Normandy, which was really shit because Normandy is like Britain. Right. Weather-wise. Yeah. You know, yeah. it seemed very pointless at the time. But yeah. But we were, you know, kids. And hey ho, here we go. Normandy snorkeling. Um, I mean, it's probably in the swimming pool. The more I think about this, the more I'm thinking that the Normandy snorkeling, there was just a snorkel at a swimming pool at a house you went to in Normandy once. Right, I mean that that doesn't. And I even... think I took it to the beach once in the south of France, though in the air, which was proper snorkeling. Proper snorkeling. Yeah. Proper big again, man though, snorkeling. Yeah. Again, though, yeah, as big man as snorkeling can be. Yeah. Yeah. Unmemorable. Don't really remember what I saw. Top five things you shouldn't put your dick in in the ocean. <laughs> Go in the ocean. I mean, giant clam we're holding at number one. Yeah, let's keep because, that up top because, because Sean's Sean fucked it. Arsenic poisoning. I mean, that too. Yeah, let's forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's like a double whammy of things you don't want happening. Uh, number two, I mean, somewhere there you've got to have a shark of some sort. What's that? What's the shark? I mean, it's all sharks, isn't it? They have the rows and rows of teeth yeah. that point back. Yeah, I mean that. M- maybe even number one. <laughs> maybe beats clam. That's true. Sean described the clam as cosy and warm. No. No part of a shark is cosy or warm. Blowhole? Ice cold. Sharks don't have that. Yep. <laughs> I'm standing by it. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Even if you drill the hole in a shark, yeah. it wouldn't be cosy drill or warm. Sh- yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, shark is on there for sure. I um, think an octopus would be a bad day. Yeah. The Japanese want to speak to you. So I actually found out a bit about why Japan has tentacle porn going on. Or I think I did. I don't know. Bear with me. It's because they made it, like, illegal. So actually, yeah, this is a... Right. It's illegal over there to show an erect penis. So Japan went... I think it's illegal to show any penis. Okay. So that... So Japan's workaround 
was what about tentacles? And it makes perfect sense <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> so like I saw my first ever sort of realization that tentacle porn existed was uh, like me and my brother were watching some weird top one hundred like movie weird films or something like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. And one of them was like this, that this story could have gone like a totally different way from that beginning. But like, <laughs> I just remember like number 45 or like somewhere in that region, yeah, there was yeah. this weird cartoon and it was kind of one of those like Akira type things mm-hmm. where there was these giant tentacles destroying the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like, my parents had a party, it was like 2am and we were like, well, that looks pretty badass. And then the tentacle like starts raping people around the city. Right. And we are like, you know, I'm like seven and eight or like nine <laughs> yeah. and ten, like it snuck downstairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird. From that moment on, I was like, wow, tentacle porn exists. Yeah. Anyway. Japan's really going places. Yeah. I mean, I said that, you know, they are a world leading economy, so they really are going places, but I mean. Oh, yeah. 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 We're. I mean, we could probably do with more tentacle porn. That's what I'm getting from this conversation. Um, it's not what I'm getting. I'm not, but you know, we'll we'll leave it to Japan. Yeah, they've I realised that I can't, I've come out of this sounding like I watched a lot of tentacle porn. I mean, we've definitely said tentacle porn more more than I was expecting. Yeah, and more than I have since the start of the year. I think. Yeah, me too. Just. Yeah, just <laughs> on balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a really, a really wild Wednesday a couple of weeks ago where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was there's been there's a little bit of follow up. There's a little bit of um, yeah. Yeah, we get a bit of the aftermath here, uh, aside from the vomiting and nausea. So his doctor, who was at the cow hospital, cow cow cow. I realised I was saying cow. K a apostrophe u. Ooh. Who knows? I don't know. Cow, cow is going to we'll, do for now. We'll leave that to the Hawaiians. Uh, the, the doctor at the hospital admitted that this was the first case of its kind he had seen in 22 years of practice. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to say in 22 years. I was on board with that statement. I was like, good, this is the first case he's seen of it. But then you said in 22 years. And I thought, hold on, what happened 22 years ago in his practice? Now I'm so upset that it was in his practice because I want to know as well. No, actually, because that's the first case he's seen in 22 years in his practice. If he's been practicing... No, for... no, no, in 22 years, in his 22 years of oh, practice. Oh, right, um, okay. So he, he believes that the, um, that he reacted, that the kid reacted to the digestive enzymes of the mollusk, uh, which is, which was probably trying to digest the man's genitals at the time of the incident. I mean, we've all been there. Uh, and the doctor's quotes are saying allergies to seafood are fairly common and usually occur after ingestion of fish or shellfish not after sexual intercourse with shellfish he told local reporters yes but to be fair to the doctor and his medical knowledge which I'm sure is bigger than mine how many you know most most people on this earth with a seafood allergy Mm. only get it triggered by ingesting it you know what I mean? So just on a statistic sense, that statement probably comes from the fact that Sean exists in the minority in this world. And also, if you didn't know you had a seafood allergy and had to go to hospital post-coitus, mm. and they were like, it appears you have a seafood allergy, 
where what were you eating it's a hell of a owning up to one sins where you yeah. go I'm going to be honest with you doc I wasn't eating <laughs> right. this is a wild ride for both of us Yeah, but there's a clam over there <laughs> and let me tell you I'm Sean nice to meet you yeah yeah, so, I mean, the doctor had never seen anything like it, which doesn't, you know, yeah, it's unsurprising. It's encouraging. It is encouraging, because it's definitely the kind of thing you'd have expected someone from, like, jackass to have gone to Hawaii and... Right, exactly. Yeah. But... Fucked a clown. <laughs> That's what I was... But equally, uh, if the doctor... I've, I've never been to Hawaii. I've got quite, as I think most people do, an idyllic view of Hawaii, mm-hmm. in that it's this island paradise and all the rest. If this doctor had turned around and said, yeah, we get this every day, that really would have burst my bubble yeah. on the magical land of Hawaii. I'd have been like, they've got volcanoes, they've got surfing, they've got luau's, they've got, you know, the flower lays, I lays, think they're called, yeah. grass skirts, ukuleles. They've got the huge fat dude who did a really nice version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Uh, yeah, I used to know his name. Israel Kamakawiwa Ole. Nailed it. If they had taken all of that, maybe it's like a universe balance thing. Like the universe went, you can have all of these joyous, the whole world will be jealous. You're also going to have to fuck clams. <laughs> they did a hell of a PR job in keeping that quiet. So it's... Now, it's funny you should say that because there is a Hawaiian folklore tale. Oh, hold up. In which the clam goddess, Wawa Uru was forcefully impregnated by Awa Awuku, the shark god, but snapped the shark god's genitals as revenge, leaving him emasculated and thus giving birth to the natives of Hawaii. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, so, you know, in folklore, they are literally a people born... Of of the clam. Of the clam. But also, when we did our which top five worst things to shark and clam boom boom one and two but you you merge those species bring them together in beautiful (laughs) coital love and you get the people of hawaii yeah who'd have known i don't think we're beating that (laughs) 